Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer-slash-wife, Lisa Steinberg. I wanted to thank all of you for your continuous support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, John and I self-support the logistics and research that go into the show. The number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this, and it has helped immensely. I also invite you to check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We are currently working with companies we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the show in the process. These companies include Every Table, Just CBD Store, Gold Belly, Cats Botanicals, and so much more. By using the links on our website, you are letting them know we sent you and in turn supporting the show. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado, your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined by my lovely and immensely talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, ready to bring you yet another exciting foray into the vast, expansive terrain that we have lovingly dubbed The Sprawl. On today's show, we spend a day at the zoo. Ten zoos, actually, as we break down our picks for the ten must-visit zoos to be found anywhere within our beloved Southern California Sprawl. I don't know about you, my favorite animal happens to be a koala. When I was about 19 and the reality of traveling on an international level became a reality, I jumped at the opportunity to visit Australia. Why did I choose Australia? One of the main reasons was because I wanted a specific experience. I wanted to hold a koala bear in its native Australia homeland. While the zoos that we'll talk about on today's episode are not long on koala bears, they more than adequately make up for that with an array of other phenomenal animals. I would say that we have some of the best zoos in the United States. We have the best zoo in the United States, and that would put us at a premium as we vie for the title of best zoos worldwide. Whether you're taking your kids to the zoo so they can interact with animals that connect them to this larger majestic world that we all call home, or you're someone that works a desk job in an air-conditioned office far removed from interacting with animals and seeing a tiger simply puts a smile on your face, we are blessed with a multitude of incredible places that you can have personal experiences with animals. So let's begin our countdown of the 10 must-visit zoos located in the Southern California sprawl. 
At number 10, we go to Ventura County, the Moore Park Teaching Zoo, located in, surprise, surprise, Moore Park. Not a city that has gotten a ton of love over the life cycle of this podcast, but one of the coolest things to see do in Moore Park is, without question, the Teaching Zoo. It's here that young zoologists learn how to best interact with animals, care for them, love them, and provide them with opportunities for wonderful lives. It's on the smaller side, which you might think means that it's not worth your time, but you would be wrong. In this case, small means intimate. Think of it as you would going to a concert at Dodger Stadium versus one at, say, the Wiltern. A decidedly more intimate experience where you're not going to be trampled on by a herd of strollers and crying infants. You'll actually get a chance to interface with the people who work at the zoo, the ones who truly, really care about the animals, and they will help you learn and appreciate as much as possible about the wonderful animals that they have. At number nine, the Santa Ana Zoo at Prentice Park. The zoo was opened in the early 1950s, and at the request of Mr. Prentice, who gave land for the zoo to the Orange County community, a request was put in that there always be no less than 50 monkeys on hand as long as the zoo would be in existence. Another one on the smaller side, this 20-acre zoo, is most widely recognized for its collection of monkeys. It's not all they have, but it's definitely what they specialize in. On a sunny Saturday, this is a wonderful place to take the entire family. The kids will love seeing some really beautiful animals with their own eyes. For those of you that think you've got to go all the way down to San Diego to get a great zoo experience, you're mistaken. You can get one in the Orange County area at the Santa Ana Zoo at Prentice Park. And say hi to the monkeys for us. At number eight, the Big Bear Alpine Zoo. The newest entry on our list. The zoo in its current location has only been around since 2020. Previously, there had been a Big Bear rescue and recovery facility designed to get alpine animals on their feet, ready to get back out there into the alpine wilderness. This is actually one of only two alpine zoos that you can visit in the United States. Here you'll find some really jaw-dropping creatures, namely the bears, There are actual bears that are located at the zoo, and these furry fellas are not to be missed. And they're not the type of animals that you frequently see at a zoo. Normally, you get your flamingos, rhinoceros, elephant, etc. But bears, no, you don't really see those at zoos ordinarily. But that's why this ultra-specific alpine zoo is a great place to visit for yourselves. Found adjacent to both Big Bear Ski and Snow Resorts, the Big Bear Zoo 
is a tremendous activity for those that mm, maybe they're not all about going on that black diamond. At number eight, for all of our bear lovers, it's the Big Bear Alpine Zoo. At number seven, the Fountain Valley Reptile Zoo. Now, hold that thought because I know what you're thinking. Reptile Zoo? What in the world is that? Well, I'll tell you. It's basically a gigantic pet shop, or it's set up like a conventional pet shop, except that it's massive, with a capital M, and filled with animals that are not for sale and are not traditionally encountered at zoos. Here you'll find snakes and reptiles of all kinds that come in all shapes and sizes. On our visit, I had the privilege of holding like a 20-foot long boa constrictor. For those that are squeamish about reptiles, yes, you will have to face down that fear. There are plenty of spiders, tarantulas on hand. But if you can get past the irrational fear, this is a singular destination with experiences that you just can't get elsewhere. When you actually pull up to the reptile zoo, as I mentioned, it's located in a strip mall in Fountain Valley. And when you first walk in, you'll think this is just like a pet store. And it'll feel that way because, well, that's kind of how it is. Except that this is no ordinary pet store. It's not even a pet store. It's a zoo. And at this zoo, reptiles reign supreme. We loved our experience at the Fountain Valley Reptile Zoo and believe you will as well. Number six, the Fresno Chaffee Zoo, located in Fresno. This has been around since the late 1920s. Well, really like 1909 was the first reported cluster of animals in this area. But the zoo has been around in earnest since 1929 only growing in reputation and size with the passage of succeeding decades. They really are continuously adding to this phenomenal zoo, most recently opening up an Asian-themed wing of the property. There's an African-themed portion of the zoo. Great places for bird enthusiasts, those that think foxes are really cool, and visitors that wish to gaze upon those outlandish pink flamingos. You wouldn't necessarily think that Fresno would have a stellar zoo, but they do. It's one of the oldest ones on our list, and if you find yourself in the Central Valley, it's definitely worth a visit. And number five, the Los Angeles Zoo. There had been an older zoo, which is now abandoned and was featured on a prior episode of the show. But in 1966, this much larger, far more impressive zoo opened in the massive park that we know as Griffith Park. Here you'll find animals from all around the globe. There have been a couple of kind of notable animal escapes that have happened within the last 50 or so years. One time, a gorilla named Evelyn kept, and we're talking like more than three times, getting out of the gorilla section. 
Notable because this type of thing doesn't happen all that often. But fear not, it's extremely safe. And the gorillas are actually one of the best collections of animals that you can find at the Los Angeles Zoo. During the Halloween holiday, they turn the park into a veritable fright fest. But there's really no down season for aspiring visitors as the exhibits and animals that you'll find on hand will connect you with the outside world and help you rediscover your inner child. Number four, the Living Desert Zoo. This is located in the Coachella Valley, Thick Palm Desert. Lisa and I had a wonderful experience here. We actually were able to feed giraffes. And if you've never fed a giraffe, well, let me tell you, it's an experience that is definitely not to be missed. You've got an ample amount of animals native to the desert region. If you visit in peak times, so late October through March, you'll have a better chance of actually seeing most of the animals. See, there's this thing that happens at zoos if you visit when it's really hot outside. Pretty simple. The animals, well, absent air conditioners, they tend to hide in areas that are protected from that famed California sun. So this is no more the case than at the Living Desert Zoo in Palm Desert. But if you visit during the appropriate months, you'll be treated to a wonderful experience from the train ride all around the property, checking out the botanical gardens on site, and if you dare, feeding the giraffe with your own two hands. And number three, the Santa Barbara Zoo in Santa Barbara. This is one of the more charming places to interface with animals that I've ever had the privilege of visiting. A wonderful collection of animals from all of the world's continents. It's manageable, traditionally not overrun by tourists. In short, a little bit of a hidden gem here. And it's one of those zoos with facilities that have clearly been very well maintained. So you'll never get that mildly depressing walk by the tiger area and you look out and you see a tiger who really doesn't seem that stoked to be there as the place isn't all that well maintained. It's an immaculate zoo, wonderful place to take your kids, other family members, friends, or you know what? An early in the game date is actually a wonderful idea here as well. We love the Santa Barbara Zoo and highly recommend it to anyone and everyone. Number two, Okay, now we're hitting the heavy hitters. The San Diego Zoo and Safari Park, formerly known as the Wild Animal Park. This is located in the Escondido area of San Diego County, a place that my parents insisted on taking me when I was a kid, and I'll forever remember being transfixed during what can best be summarized as a mock safari into the recesses of the park. Here they've got buffaloes, cheetahs, you can see a hippopotamus, a great many animals that are indigenous to the African continent. 
If you've always aspired to one day set out on a true African safari, but you don't have the resources to make that happen, this is a splendid secondary option. The type of place that you can literally spend an entire day at, well, you could actually spend, I mean, a weekend, maybe even a week, and you would never get bored. An imposing 100 acre plus of space dedicated to housing and caring for the most exotic animals that you're likely to find anywhere in Southern California. It's now referred to as the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, but I still kind of know it as the Wild Animal Park. An incredible place. You've got to see it for yourselves. And number one, the San Diego Zoo. When I referenced the sprawl containing the country's best zoo, this is the one that I was talking about. As seen in Anchorman and other pieces of pop culture, the San Diego Zoo is without question the nation's best. Lions, tigers, meerkats, red pandas, that's right, red pandas, they're all to be found at this gigantic property located in Balboa Park. I've been lucky enough to visit the zoo on probably six or seven different occasions. The most recent of these being during the height of the coronavirus, where trams weren't running and employees found themselves prodding tourists, families in tow, to, hey, put that mask above the nose. The San Diego Zoo is truly one of the marvels of Southern California. For those that object to the concept of zoos, I dare you to visit this one and come out holding that same opinion. The animals here are extremely well cared for. For those of you like your humble correspondent and host, have a real soft spot for koalas or any other animal, that you can think of, the San Diego Zoo has you covered. This is the place to really schedule an entire trip around. And that's going to do it for another episode of the show. We'd like to thank everyone for their continued support of the podcast. It really means the world to both Lisa and I. A couple of easy ways to demonstrate that support. Hop on Apple, iTunes, wherever you happen to be listening to the show. Leave us a five-star rating and some kind words. Those help us out a lot. We'd also like to remind you about our special bonus content, our Patreon Apple subscriptions content that we post monthly. Here, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus episodes covering topics like the best burgers in the sprawl, best pizza, donuts, pancakes, and much, much more. Our Instagram handle is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. Drop us a line, an email at Living in the Sprawl Podcast at gmail.com. We'd like to direct you to our terrific snazzy website where you can get your hands on copies of both the Living in the Sprawl guide as well as my memoir, And So It Went. So it's on behalf of myself. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg. Joined in life, love, and everything else, by my wonderfully talented producer slash my wife, 
Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We comprise the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, thanking you from the bottom of our hearts for tuning in to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. Talk to you all very soon.